Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardian. Jared Brandon with Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We are thrilled that you are listening to our show along Woo-hoo! with us. It would be right. even more fun if we were all in the same room, all of us around the whole wide world. Oh, now, see, now I ruined it, didn't I? Yeah, you ruin everything, Todd. We have a great guest on the show tonight. Get Great guest, who are you? I'm Scott Strange. Hey! Of Templo Devices. Templo Devices in uh, you tell Canada. everybody where you're from. That's all, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm on I'm on Vancouver Island, Canada. Yeah, British Columbia. I was going to say near, near Vancouver for the Americans, right? <laughs> British Columbia. What's that? Oh, you mean Vancouver? Anyways, that was ridiculous. So we're really excited to talk to him because this guy makes all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I found out about him through his portable amps that he's making, which are pretty fantastic from everything Ooh. we can gather. But then it's like, oh, wait, what's this? And what's this? And what's this? So really exciting stuff. Uh, this is a a true maker handyman makes it all kind of fella. Thanks. And he's got a great story, which we uh, touched on last night. So uh, when we were just chatting over the phone and uh, can't wait to share that with everybody. But for right now... Tony, why don't you enlighten everybody, just so everybody knows, in case this is the first time somebody's like tuning in, what's all mm-hmm. this guitar knob stuff about? What do we do? Well, on this podcast, we like to talk about gear. Specifically, we like to talk about boutique gear. And even more specifically, we like to talk to the builders of this boutique gear. That would be things like guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and all the good stuff. That's right. And occasionally some pickups and all kinds of things. We've got so many good guests coming. I know I kind of leaked that out in a previous episode, but even since then, we, we're talking even more. And I'm just, I'm super excited. Nice. Yes. Um, let's talk about, uh, we got a couple announcements real quick. And when we get through those, we need to thank Road. Thank you, Jared. Uh, We need to thank Rode Mics for providing our awesome equipment that we record this podcast on every week. We're grateful to them for it. Uh, Absolutely. The the Rode Caster Pro Mm. awesomeness and the Pro Caster Mics. Um, I'm sure naming is a blast over at Rode Mics. Uh, All the division leaders of... (laughs) You're in the what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, so anyways, much thanks to them. Awesome people making awesome products. So, and you know what? I I will, I'll just say this, you know, I, I don't talk about CEOs and stuff and all that's, you know, too much, but you know, the guy who's running things over there, Peter is, uh, he really is a true, um, enthusiast of specifically, I think guitar stuff and, and rock and roll, uh, rock and rollia. He's he's done some pretty interesting things with with um, items from the rock and roll world, and I think that's pretty cool. Anyway, mm, just saying. Yeah, wasn't he? Didn't he buy the uh, the Kurt Cobain uh, he Martin did. guitar? He did, but he's done a, a, a couple other things. Oh, I'm not going to belabor the point, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, cool. some some other pretty awesome stuff. So, uh, anyways, I also wanted to call out specifically. So, 
last night, actually about five minutes before I started talking to Scott, I uploaded Hello Sailor Effects dot 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 again uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So this is a week out or you know two weeks after I guess, and um, right out of the gate. I, you know, I did, I just uploaded it like I normally did and went off and, you know, had the phone and phone call and, and, uh, woke up the next morning and my phone was kind of blowing up a little bit. I was like, wow, it's pretty early. It was like six fifteen, Uh, and I got a, I got a message and it says, Hey, there's something wrong with the episode, blah, blah. And I was like, first of all, that's awesome that someone a reached out and just was like, Hey, how you doing? But they're like, <laughs> they're checking to make sure that it's okay. So I wanted to give a special thanks to Daniel Brokenborough in Australia. Say, say that last name again. Daniel Brokenborough. Brokenborough. Bar- bar- I, I, like, I like it. I, I'm, I'm butchering it. I'm so sorry. Brokenborough. It's broken, broken bro. It's broken, bro. Yeah, pretty much. That's I guess that's probably how it is. So... <laughs> Daniel was kind enough to say, hey, I was trying to listen to the show and it cut off at, tw- at 22 minutes. And I was like, wait, that's bad. Fortunately, it was early enough because when you re-up an episode, you basically lose all of your numbers from whatever people have downloaded. And you know, some a lot of downloads happen automatically if you subscribe to the show. So I was like, egads, I got to fix this. Managed to do so, and I was just really, really thankful because he could have said, that sucks, and (laughs) (laughs) went on his way. Um, But he didn't, and I really do appreciate that. And then later this this evening, I got another message from Logan Collette, uh, and he was calling. He says, hey, I was listening to the show, and it stopped. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Turns out he was listening at like 6.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning, something like that. And uh, so I said, ah, I've fixed it since. Go ahead and give it a try. And and he was just really uh, kind with, uh, you know, hey, love the show. Um, been listening. I've heard all the episodes. And it's just, it's nice to know, like, people give a crap. Not, not about us or the show, but, like, they give a crap about the thing that they like and they want to make sure that, Everything's okay. Like it's just people checking up on each other. That's all it came down to. Didn't have anything to do with, you know, uh, wanting to connect with the show or anything. It's just like, it's, it it was an easy reach out, you know? So I like that. I appreciate that. And I remember, you know, in radio, when all we had was the radio, uh, and I don't mean in the thirties, I mean, <laughs> you know, FM radio is like, if you want to, you, when you lock onto a DJ and you're like, man, I just want to wish I could just hang out and just ask him a question or talk. And it's like, I was like going through Washington DC to talk to the, to a DJ. And, and now we can just like, Oh, Hey, what's up? <laughs> it's pretty yep. cool. So anyway, uh, yes. thank you to you people and whoever else was either thinking about it or had messaged me and I haven't still haven't seen it or anything. Yeah, and I listened to it this afternoon on Spotify and it was fine. Good, yes. I double, triple checked all of the places. And if you do run into an issue and you're like, hey, I think there's a problem with this. And there have been other people along the way. They're like, hey, you left this gaff in and I don't think you meant to because it doubled up. 
that's happened. I'm not perfect, and I've made a couple mistakes with the uh, with some of the episodes. But I really do appreciate everybody just reaching out and just you know going. You know, it's like they own it. It's like their ownership. It's like, hey, my car's not running right. Can you fix it? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there so, you go. Beautiful. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyways, uh, let's find out what's going on in our music world this week. We're going to start with Tony, and then we're going to head over to Scott's Range. Okay, so, well, this week, um, I have been uh, reading what I think is one of the best issues of Vintage Guitar Magazine I've seen in a long time. This is the March 2021 issue that has uh, uh, Mike Campbell on the cover. Um, and there's some, it's a really great, uh, look at, you know, guitars in his collection. Uh, if anybody's a fan of Tom Petty, they know, you know, the, the, the very cool instruments that, you know, both Mike and Tom played. And, uh, there's some real cool photos, great story about his new band. Um, then I flipped a few more pages and there is a photo essay, uh, on a new book, called Stomp Box, which is the 100 Pedals of the World's Greatest Guitarists. And uh, there's some cool photos uh, of the actual pedals, stories about you know, the players that, that have them. Um, so that's, that was really cool. And then I, I flipped a few more pages, and I think, uh, I don't know, an episode or two, we were talking about the uh, Schaefer-Vega diversity system. Uh, that is used for, you know, that Angus Young used. Uh, it's a wireless system, but a lot of players use that for a preamp. Um, so there's some great stories of that. And then there is the Schaefer replica by Solo Dallas uh, that is also featured in that article as well as a, uh, a, a separate uh, write-up towards the back where they talk about v vintage guitar approved gear. So, yeah, all we were in talking all, about that with uh, R2R Electric. That's right. That's right. So this is, I mean, it's really, like I said, sometimes vintage guitar, you know, it, it, it has a couple of good stories, but this one is just chock full of great stuff. So get the twenty March 2021 issue today. Wow. All right. <laughs> Fine. Um, let's see. Scott Strange, what's going on in your music world this week? Uh, well, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit out of the loop because I, I mean, I live on an island on a mountain. I live in a forest on a mountain on an <laughs> island in my shack and the world is kind of closed right now. So I'm not really, uh, in tune with a lot, but, uh, my, my buddy, Jimmy James from, uh, Devin Lamar organ trio, they dropped a new album and I've been listening to that a bunch. Um, nice. and in terms of gear, um, I have, a, I have a buddy named Dave. Shout out to, to Dave, who's been with me my whole uh, mo gear mojo journey. And we talk every day, and we've both kind of recently... like So what will happen is one of us will just kind of say, hey, have you seen this? And then it, we'll spend like two weeks diving into that kind of thing. So right now we're on like studio compressors, uh, which is something I've never really looked into. And especially like as a guitar player, I was like, ah, compressors, I don't need them. And then I started learning about them and... I've been diving into a lot, like all the old, like the Fairchild and the Gate Stay Level and all that stuff. So I'm building a tube compressor right now. But oh, we're, nice. We're just obsessed with that right now. So we're just scouring eBay for old parts that we don't need. And it's, <laughs> it's compressor week. Yeah. yeah. Can I just chime in there real quick here? We're building a compressor. He showed this thing to me while we were on the phone <laughs> last night. And then, like my jaw hit the floor because it is, 
I don't care if it made brownies. That's the one of the coolest pieces of gear I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a lot of fun building it. I like brownies. <laughs> Thanks, Jared, Jared's like no, brownies. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, everybody needs an easy bake oven on their pedal board. In Special brownies. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good one. And uh let's see, Jared, how about yourself? Uh yeah, I I was kind of thinking about what I was gonna share and and I kind of hesitated and then I thought, eh, what the heck? Um <clears throat> So, well, my dad passed away in 2012. Um, I have, uh, he, he married, um, remarried after he left my mom. So there, and she had a big family before. So I've got all these stepsisters, uh, and, and one of, one of their stepkids, so all these stepkids and whatnot, but one of them actually, so I'm sorry, I'm, I'm already off the rails. <laughs> so this kid. <laughs> Uh, so this fella, this kid, high school age at that time, was playing with dad, and dad was teaching him stuff, and they were jam buddies, you know, um, when he lived in town, and kind of got close with dad, and and when dad passed, he he kind of took it hard. And I didn't I didn't know him very well um, at that time, and he was a kid, and he he asked if he could have one of my dad's guitars, and Whoa. and uh, yeah. Um, after he passed and I mean, the kid was 17, 18. He, he, um, I felt bad cause I, I wanted to give him one, but I, I didn't want to have to deal with my brothers and have to ask everybody else. Cause if someone hears that you give someone something like that, then, you know, it's, you just don't ask. But like I said, he was a kid. He didn't, and he was real close to my dad. So I, I understood where he was coming from, mm -hmm. um, at that time and you and, and all these years go by i see him on instagram the other day and he's got this jazz master and somebody else's pickups in this jazz master and they're not mine so i messaged him i'm like dude i'm gonna send you a really good set of pickups um and then uh some time went on and and i got to thinking about it a little more and i decided to actually give him one of my dad's guitars what yeah so it was it's a it's a crafter um and it's a classical style guitar and i got it out about three times since he died wow. i don't play it i just i don't play it i don't know when the last, I think the last time I played it was 2013, <laughs> maybe 12 or maybe a year after he died. That's it. I don't think I've opened the case, so I got to get it out, clean it up. That's really I mean, cool, man. And this, and this, uh, his name's Alec and he's a, he's a really, really good fella. He's in his mid twenties now. Um, he's going to get married soon. Um, so it's not like he's going to have all the expendable cash anymore to get any guitar he wants. So I figured it was time to pass it, pass one to him. Um, and, and another reason I decided to do this for him is because not, not too long after my father died, he actually, he actually had an old picture of him from Facebook that he saw, you know, on his profile. And it was my dad with this ukulele. Well, he found a ukulele just like it, and he bought it just because my dad had it. Wow. So I thought, okay, you know, 
um, I guess he was a lot closer to my dad than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to, uh, you know, to decide and to actually think about it, but I feel really good about it. So that's awesome, man. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's a, a really little kind sappy. gesture. It's kind of sappy this week for my little whatever, but uh, it isn't. I think it's a good story, you it know, better late story. than yeah. never kind of thing. And, and he really deserves to, to have it. Cause I'm really hoping he gets it out more than I do because I don't remember the last time I've had it. And, and my dad gave me, I, I've got a lot of it. I get his guitars out all the time, just not that one. Yeah. So. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll treasure that. There's yep. some country guitarist who's listening. He's like, man, I'm going to make that a song. <laughs> it would seriously, that would make a great country song, dude. When are you going to give me a guitar to belong to your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> very nice brownie I, th- I, I think it's been i think it's yeah. been written yeah and then give me a brownie yeah very oh, cool when you're walking time. down the street yeah. and then <laughs> someone hands you a brownie yeah and you feel really good after that <laughs> you got to be careful when you're in amsterdam and yes. somebody hands you a brownie well, anyway, almost anywhere uh so this week i was tinkering I, i'm always how about you around. todd well thank you tony yeah. i was tinkering around with my stuff and um i i mentioned on the last episode that i was working on um, some video stuff for the band you know because anybody who's in a band or is trying to promote themselves as an artist or whatever there's it feels sometimes like you're doing 20 percent music and 80 percent flapping your wings and um in this case i was doing a lot of flapping my wings um, are your I, arms tired? They, they are. I put out a, I did a little Instagram story and I said, Hey, I'm multitasking. I was literally uh, editing the hello sailor effects episode. At the same time, I'm working in premiere making this video thing for the band. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I, I gotta, I have to get all the things done and I don't have all the time in the world. So I was making the most of my time and I just, I felt very creative and very productive and it felt good. Um, and both of them ended up pretty darn good. I, I had mentioned that this was, uh, you know, I kind of made a, like a, what I think was a unique w- approach to sharing music. Uh, I don't know if everybody else is going to think that, but I think so. And uh, you can check that out on Instagram at the Villantinos, V-I-L-L-A-I-N-T-I-N-O-S. Villantinos. Todd, Todd doesn't get enough credit on here because he's not going to say it himself, but he's really talented at that kind of creative video type of work. So good for you, Todd. Thanks, buddy. I'm really, I'm really thrilled with the way it came out, and uh, we're going to do one. I'm going to do one for every one of the songs from this last album. So. There. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And now that I got the format down, I don't have to. It won't be like you know recreating the the you know world that I don't totally understand in <laughs> in a matter of days. It's so still very creative. Yeah, it's good to feel like that. And the cool thing is that almost every single person who's listening to this show is has that kind of juice in them too. You know, especially the guy that we're about to talk to. Holy moly, this guy's got like he's like the. Uh, he's like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang like <laughs> factory over there. Gee, many Christmas. Um, speaking of that, how about some of this? 
Tony Baloney. Yes, Todd. One of my favorite things about guitar stuff is when I find a new piece of gear that I just absolutely fall in love with. And I know you do. I'm, I hear about it all the time. Can you guess which piece of gear I'm thinking about right now? Uh, it's not the Schaefer Diversity. You're right. Tower. It's the Tour Gear Designs oh, Patch Cable. Oh, you I got it on the first try. That. That's amazing. <laughs> it. How well you know me. Those are awesome. I am thrilled to death with this product, and I have it. All, it's it's all over my pedal board, and I got some new ones, some long ones to go underneath the pedal board because I, oh. you know, I'm switching all the things around and. You know, oh, yeah. uh, it, uh, it's a great way to make sure that your board is as fail-safe as possible. So you're telling me you like these things a lot. I love them. And you can get a killer deal on them uh, at tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash guitar knobs. Yes. And you can, you can, mm. that, that's, that's where you need to go. And uh, you're going to get they, 10% are they, are they, off your entire <laughs> order. Jeez. But come on, they, they've got to be expensive. They are not. No. They're under $6. Under oh, $6. my goodness. They and then an extra 10 off. Bucks. Holy moly. That's right. I'm, I'm going on right now. Yep, do it. Um, and everybody who is hemming and hawing and going, yeah, I don't know if I should. What, what's it going to hurt? It's a cup of coffee for Pete's sakes. But now you can have awesome gear. <laughs> I think you want the awesome gear. Go check it out. TourGearDesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash guitar knobs and get your 10% off. Scott Strange, Templo Devices. What's your Howdy. four on the floor? Well, um, I always have a Hudson broadcast. I've been really digging that one. Oh. Uh, what? what uh, now, I know they did different knob colors, right? Okay. Uh, I built my own copy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you, I'll I'll contextualize that later. I mean, I've been a hobo for the last ten years, so I always that's why I got into this was to build my own stuff. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, cheaper. gotcha. Okay, but I I mean, but I'm giving them a shout out now. So go buy a, a Hudson broadcast from them because they're awesome. Yes, but mine has the I have two foot switches and two volume knobs, so I can switch between the two gain stages. Ooh, and have very a, cool. Kind of a cleaner and then a dirtier one. That's always kind of been in the front of my board for the last several years. Now, why that? Why I just pedal? like the sound of it. It's got a transformer in it, and transformers are magic. Why is that magic in a pedal format? Oh boy, I was just reading about that for a while yesterday. But um, supposedly it's a shelving filter, so it kind of just chooses certain frequencies that are nice, or uh, it doesn't actually overload the transformer. Apparently, I don't know. There's all kinds of opinions. Uh, I'll just go with Mojo. Okay. You just know it's you, you know it's in there, so you play better. Is, do you put that at the at, like that's at the front of your chain? Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of my my dedicated kind of like little bit of grit, a little bit of boost. Gotcha. Just kind gotcha. of gives some sparkle to whatever guitar I'm playing with. Okay. Excellent. Yeah my my boards are always very simple, so usually it's about four pedals. Um, my next one would be, uh, it's actually the vibrato that I make and sell. But the reason I sell it is because it's been the one I've used for years, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just a really nice vibrato, super subtle, and it kind of just gives that little bit of warble VHS kind of. Is feel? it is it like a, a super duper multitasking vibrato or is it? This is the simple simple as it gets depth and speed, right? And that's the one that's available on your website. 
Yeah, and I just keep that one on kind of almost all the time because it's it's again it's very subtle. It's not like woo. Yeah, it's just just gives a little bit of movement and kind of natural. You almost don't even notice it, but you notice it when it's missing. You know that that effect. I remember. I it must have been in maybe like episode twenty two or something. I mean, way 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 back. And we were talking about effects that I want, and I said I wanted a vibrato for that exact reason. I didn't want yeah. to know that there was vibrato going on, but I, I'm a huge fan of of you know most Brit rock, um, Brit pop, you know whatever Stone Roses, Oasis. Mm-hmm. Like I love that stuff. And one of the things that I've I've always appreciated about the sound is that it there is movement in it. It's not radical, but there's movement at all times. And I'm like, I bet a vibe pedal would give me that, you know? Yeah. It kind of gives you like almost a, like a breathing yeah. feel like, you know, like it's, it's alive more. It's less uh, stagnant. Yes. You know, it's um, funny. Um, I was working on a project this past week. Um, I got an old, my reel to reel out and I found an old tape and it's, um, I don't know, six or seven songs my friend and I recorded like 20 years ago. And so I re- I recorded this stuff on the garage band uh, to to add more tracks to it. And all the songs have that warble because mm. it's actually coming from the tape. I mean, it's the true, it's it's the sound. Mm-hmm. So it, if, if I, you know, let my friends listen to this. They're going to be like, why'd you put the warble effect on the voice and the two guitars? Mm. <laughs> like, That's real, man. Indeed. It's real. Uh, I just yeah. featured one on the, uh, uh, on the Instagram. That was the one minute wonder. I did polar bear effects, the young heart, um, which is of you know, like a, an old time VCR kind of uh, warble tone to it. And it has this, kind of indescript it's a vibey echoey kind of whole thing and that that pedal does a nice job of that as well for a multi-tasking pedal not a standalone vibe like you Mm -hmm. like you're doing which i think there's a lot of merit in having something that goes i do this really well yeah it's just it's it's kind of like i call it my sound like it's just it just colors it and makes it what i want it to be cool but I have a I have a bit of a theory about why those sounds are appealing to us, like the tape or the reel to reel or the VHS. I feel like sounds and and sights and styles and things that we kind of had coming up through our lives, we associate with kind of a warm, comfortable, familiar feeling. So mm-hmm. we grew up through the time of tape, right? Of like mm-hmm. so in your youth, that those were the sounds. So that warble is almost like smelling something that brings you back to your childhood. It's that just that little bit of familiarity, and and that's kind of why we like it, and that's why it feels human. Uh, kind of like brownies. Kind of yeah. like brownies. Actually, like <laughs> today's show, we don't we don't brownies. typically go into like uh, deep music theory, but uh, my daughter is a, a pretty accomplished violinist at her young age, and one of the things like I've always known about vibrato, but I didn't know why, and we learned together that. Um, when you hear, like when you listen to a violinist and they're, you know, they're doing the vibrato with their, on the fingerboard, that was done like way, way, way back when these were first, when this music was first created and to mimic the way that the human voice sings Mm -hmm. because it's more pleasing. And they found that like just pulling the thing straight was like, well, hmm. 
let's get some movement on that. And, and it's true when you hear uh, a violin, you know, go from like a real slow uh, vibrato into a faster one, it's like it, not only does it sound more pleasing, but it, it, it creates more emotion from a single note than you could possibly get. Yeah, definitely. Get. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, more dynamics and character. Exactly. Yeah, that's usually when you want to cry, right? When they're doing that real like. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and speaking of shout outs to people, Jared is one hell of a violinist, people. I don't, ah. we've talked about this, we've touched on it before, but every once in a while he breaks out. I'm like, what the heck? He's very I'm, good. Thank you. And that actually, I'm kind of a hack, but. I'll take it. Take it. All right. What's, I, what's the? Mer- I feel like it would be easier to to play the violin if you put the brownie down. Like that might be getting in the way of, you being, of your greatness, right? Well, you could. I just put the whole dang thing in my mouth. How's it? Uh, there you go. <laughs> I have so I have two more pedals, I guess, on my board. Do it. Uh, another one that I built. I don't sell this one, so I'm not plugging anything. But it's a it's a reverb, and it's it's just a, a hobbyist circuit you can find on the internet if you're into it. It's called the All Star Reverb. Uh, and you can build it with uh, belt and brick. And I just have used that forever. And I just like the sound of that reverb. You can do all kinds of things with it. And you then, say do all kinds of things with it, like besides reverb, like wh- what does that mean? Well, so I put in a dry kill switch. So it'll kill my dry signal and you'll only hear the reverb sounds. You can do very ghostly kind of stuff and fills. Hmm. You can do just kind of very short. Uh, I mean, they're all reverb things, but you can kind of achieve lots of feels with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Why is that the first time I ever heard of a kill dry switch? Come on. You got to make your own pedals. Awesome, yeah. You got to be cheap. So who who was it that we were talking to that also mentioned the belt and brick? I, I, is that, was that uh, 29 pedals? Ago. Was that it? I think it Jesse. was 29 pedals. Yeah, I think it was it Jesse. Might have been. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's been helping me out a bunch. I've got one of his on the way. Yeah, I I could be wrong. See, it's going to be the other... Shoot. I can't remember exactly, but I know it came up. Anyways. Yeah, they're a pretty, uh, pretty common thing among DIY users. I mean, it's just a plug-in unit that you can make mm-hmm. reverbs and, and similar effects. You can kind of mix it with delays and different stuff. There's quite a bit you can do with it. And they kind of opened up a lot of territory for people. And that takes the, pre- the place of like a, a bucket brigade chip? It's... I don't know if I can say on the air what it's made of, but it's it's basically uh, made with digital delay chips. So oh, it's not, that's uh, a Neunaber guy did that one. He's yeah. the one that built that. I think so. Yeah, but they're uh, yeah they're fairly simple. It just it's just kind of like an IC, right? Like when you get an integrated circuit chip, mm-hmm. it's basically a, a larger circuit that they just compress into a small plug-in unit, so you don't have to build that whole circuit every time, right? Yeah, like an off amp or something. Might have been it might have been uh, Cascade Effects. Oh, this is killing yeah, me. They're, they're pretty prevalent. I mean, they're they're pretty prevalent. Yeah, we got into it deep, and we all started going like, wait, what the what? So anyways, okay, please continue. Uh, and then my number four on the floor is uh, I always have a ditto looper of some kind, whether the single or the double, because that's usually I'm traveling and I, I want to create kind of larger sound. So my last pedal is always a ditto. Interesting. Like mm-hmm. the just the, the one the one button ditto? I had the one button ditto for years and then I tried their X4 and I just wasn't a fan of it. And then I went back to the two. So it's like, uh, it's just got two buttons and the one of them, because the biggest issue with the single button one is that to stop your track, you have to double tap, which yeah, is really awkward live. I still can't figure it out. It's uh, you're almost doing like flamenco dancing, uh, 
to get it to stop. So the X2 has a dedicated stop button that can also be set to reverse or halftime. So there's some weird stuff you can do. Mm. And that one's just just handy, just enough to have you know more fullness to the sound. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That is one heck of a four on the floor, my man. Thank you for sharing that. Yay. Yeah. Um let's get on to finding all about Templo devices and the, all the goodness that you you know you you were kind of walking around with the uh, with the camera last night and I was just like whoa what's that what's that what's that what's that <laughs> so uh, you is it safe to say that you kind of came on the scene with your um with your battery powered amp yeah that was my uh, initial offering okay and that's kind of a result of your backstory correct yeah let's do that get his with your backstory well, so I was born, no, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when I was, uh, I guess about 10 years ago, uh, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty bored with life. It's too easy. I'm going to see if I can challenge myself. And I started, uh, traveling around Canada and just hitchhiking around and, uh, became basically a hobo playing guitar on street corners and, you know, sleeping in the forest and, and kind of just having a great time every day. It was just kind of like, I was Huckleberry Finn for wow. For a while, you know, and that was that was the appeal is just kind of freedom. And in Canada, there's so much open space, so much highway. You can just hitchhike. I crossed Canada maybe twelve times or so in in the wow. That time. Wow. Did you learn to uh, build a fire without matches? Yeah, you use a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I like good answer. Guy. That's the thing is I hope like I was in Boy Scouts for seven years before that yes. too, so that kind of helped. So it was just you know it was very comfortable, and you learn a lot on the road, but. Yeah. Uh, one of the things he's is a hobo, to, not a heathen. Jeez. <laughs> there's different, yeah, there's different kinds. A hobo is actually the traveling, traditionally is a traveling uh, migrant worker. And then home bums are the guys that sit around the town and, and ask for change and, and are a little less Play favorable. hacky sack. Now, yeah, did, those are hippies. It's that's, three so, that's Denver. Being a hobo can be fun. It was a blast. I, I loved it. And Good. I'd still be doing it now, honestly, if I hadn't started this business. But uh, I went, ended up going to Mexico a bunch and living down there and repairing instruments and making friends. Um, but basically through this whole journey, I started when I started traveling, I also started playing guitar more seriously. And I picked up a cheap J. Terser acoustic, and then I put an electric pickup in it with help of my buddy Dave. I met him back in the day. And, and basically with him, over the years, I would check in with him or, or mail him weird gear I found and he he's been like his thing has been building stuff since forever. I kind of got into it a little later, and uh, and so we just like trade ideas. And I started playing electric. I started messing with pedals, and then I went, well, I need an amp, but I'm traveling, so I need a battery amp. So then he goes, oh, check out this little chip for a car radio. You can get I don't know ten watts off a twelve volt battery, but it's not great headroom. And so over the years, we just kind of he'd call me and be like, oh, I found another chip that's a little better or this or that. And we'd try different preamps and, you know, I just literally road test the stuff. I'd drag it around and, you know, bash it around and throw it into cars and cross the country and all kinds of stuff. And I had a lot of different versions. I even ended up building one in Mexico from an old oil can at one point and like a awesome. car battery and yeah, just like scavenged whatever I could and put one together, which was kind of neat and played that for a while. And then basically I got to an iteration of it that I thought was uh, pretty good. And then I said, okay, well, I also need, like everything that I do basically comes out of necessity, which, you know, is the mother of invention. So 
I would just go, I need this to happen. I need my pedals to be powered. Like I can't have a battery amp and then need to plug my pedals into a wall. So uh, I was like, well, how do I get nine volts out of this thing to power my pedals? And we figured out some circuits for that. There was some pre-made stuff. And then I just, yeah, I used it over the years. And then basically what happened was I was in Mexico, I guess, two years ago now, just kind of like living on the beach, eating fruit and uh, having a good time. And then I find on the internet this uh, this new chip and this pre-made power amp board that's uh, really efficient and uh, and they're they're inexpensive. So I go, okay, there's my solution. Because basically what had happened was I had built this amp and over all this time, all the people I'd run into, all my friends were like, oh, I want one of those. And I go, well, I know how long it's taken me to get to here. So making you one, you know, would be tricky. I mean, because I was building them out of like old suitcases and weird stuff that I found, like I was scavenging a lot. So making it... Um, you know, like making it reproducible was the issue. So people would be like, I want one. It's like, well, it took me, you know, months to find this box. And then I traded somebody for this speaker. And, you know, so it wasn't really possible to make lots of them. And then I found these these cheap uh, chips. And I was like, you know what, maybe I can do this. I was just around that time. I was thinking maybe I can do this a little more, um, not commercially, but just more routinely. And I get on the plane to come back from Mexico. And the guy sitting next to me, I start chatting with him and he goes, what's that thing that you have? I was like, oh, it's my amp. I'd love to make more of these for my friends. And he goes, well, I'm an investor. I can, you know, you want to start a business. And I was like, cool, cool. Like my, my initial thought was, cool, this stranger is going to give me a bunch of money uh, and to do this thing, right? Like somebody's giving me this opportunity. And then my second thought was, I don't want a job. <laughs> I, I, I'm a hobo. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. Why would I, why would I give that up to like go work? So I waited a while. I got back to Canada. I ended up like traveling around a bit. And then I was making them still. I was making them out of suitcases and stuff. And uh, my friend bought one. And I went, wait, if this guy's going to buy one at full price, why don't I buy the materials for 10 of them and make 10? You know, like um, streamline the process a bit. And then it'll, you know, because as a traveler, I'm always thinking like, how do I, what's my next thing? How do I get by? And so I called him up. and I said, okay, well, what if I did 20 of these? You give me the money to make 20 of these. I make them all. I sell them all fairly quickly in a matter of months. And then I return your money. And then I have some money and I can continue traveling. And people have some amps. And he goes, sure. And then, so basically within the first month, I realized this isn't a short-term project. <laughs> this is, that's not how this works. So then I went, crap, I'm going to have to you know go even bigger. So then I doubled down on the design and and got, you know, was looking at chassis and all this stuff. But at the time I was literally living in the back of a truck when I started this, like the first stuff. And I was going to a makerspace to use, like they had a laser and I was using some of their different tools and stuff to kind of work out the prototypes. And, and basically I was like, okay, I have a business now. What do I do? So I just started calling up places and going, hi, can you sell me a lot of speakers? Hi, can, you know, where do I get uh, Tolex? And so it was a very strange process because it was just me. I was trying to make it up, trying to figure out like how do you go from idea to a real thing and to a business. And so that took a while. And then uh, he was investing a bit more money. And initially he was going to kind of give me business guidance and stuff. And that kind of fell through. So I was basically just improvising, making the whole thing up as I went and and doing the best I could. Luckily I had a couple of good friends who I would call and be like, hey, I'm you know, how do I do Instagram ads or can you help me polish my website or things like that? And then I've had my buddy Dave and uh, a couple other people. 
I met this really great guy in the Philippines who's been helping me do like the SMD circuit board layouts. Um, so just like, like I once I'm basically, if you build it, they will come kind of thing where once I was serious about this project and I started really pouring my energy into it and people saw that they would show up and, and kind of contribute what they could, you know? Oh man, um, that's cool. Yeah. It was really neat to see everybody kind of come out and support and they still do like, so I was saying Jesse from 29 pedals, I just reached out to him and said, man, I'm having this issue with this one part of the circuit. I don't like how it sounds. And he just goes, oh, well, this, 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 and this. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't even, you know, because I'm not an engineer. I'm and uh, I'm like a, I'm just a guy who wants to, wants these to exist. It is sounds the like you're an engineer something. that just hasn't seen a mirror in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have any school. I mean, I definitely have a problem-solving brain. Mm -hmm. I, I've noticed for most of my life I love uh, inventing and that's kind of been the struggle for this business is it's not it's fun to build something like that tube compressor it's fun to find that challenge and solve those problems it's not fun to do the same thing a thousand times mm -hmm. and so that's where i'm at now with these these things so my problem is i'm still selling these products and making these amps but to keep myself entertained i'm designing new products <laughs> and and so i've like five or six things like ready almost to come entrepreneurial out entrepreneurial spirit man but i don't have enough energy to to make those real and to keep building what i'm building now so that's kind of the challenge yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's just been an interesting path and i guess my motivation like i'm not really in it to get rich or famous or you know i don't put i didn't even put my name on the things i named him after my dog uh my dog's name is temple and templo is his spanish name Mexico. <laughs> And uh, so my main motivation was just like, these need to exist. I don't particularly want to be the guy to have to make them, but if nobody else is going to do it, I'm going to do it so that they exist. Mm. And that's the same reasoning behind, I sent you guys a splice pedal. The same reason behind that pedal yeah. is it's not like, how do I make something that's mojo or that people will desire or will be cool? It's like, here's a problem how do i solve it i'm in the i'm in the street and i want to sing and i want to play my guitar and i just have this one amp with the one input mm -hmm. how do i do that and so that also evolved over the years the same with the amps i always had like a little box and at first i literally just i think i just had two jacks that i just twisted the wires together so you plug the mic into one and the guitar into one and they just would mix they just ram into each other and whichever one was stronger would win and it evolved from there into what it is now. So, so let's let's talk about that a little bit more. The splice. So I, I did an unboxing for that. Hopefully, everybody mm -hmm. out there listening is checking out the Instagram to see all these cool things that uh, we unbox and then have the people on show. Um, and what we were talking about last night was when you, when you like you could be blindfolded. And if somebody puts something in your hand, like, you know, you're like, I don't know what this is, but I know it's serious. Like, this is a quality thing. There's a, there's a weight. There's a, the, there's a the gravity to quality. it. A, exactly. That's, <laughs> and, and that is 100% legitimate. The truth about this pedal. I, I, when I opened it up, I picked it up and I think I even mentioned, like, I don't know what this does, but it, this look, this, this, Probably an amazing thing. <laughs> so you're saying you review somebody's like, how does this pedal sound? You're like, I can use it to crack walnuts. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely could. It's it's got some weight and it's built like a tank. 
usually I will, you know, take the back off because a lot of we a lot of times we we get pedals and it's always cool to see, you know, how people did, you know, did the gear, you know, guts and all that stuff. Um, but I looked at this, I said, I'm, there's no way I'm touching this and nor, <laughs> nor would I think that you would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't care. You can, I didn't goop anything. I'm like, if somebody's going to go to the trouble of copying or ripping off my stuff, that's fine. I'll yeah. just find out where they live. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, like for me, my, my main considerations are always, it has to sound good because my buddy Dave has instilled this in me, uh, the quest for tone basically. It's, I feel like a like a drug addict most of the time. Like every day, we're on the phone and we're just like, "Have you seen this?" You, you know, and you guys know the feeling. That's why uh -huh. you, this show exists, right? It's just that it has to sound good and it has to make you feel good when you play it. Yeah. And then my second consideration, because of my lifestyle, is it has to be practical and it has to be uh, resilient. Mm -hmm. And so, and then third would be like, how expensive is it to get the parts and all those like those considerations of, of a business, mm -hmm. but. So that like when I make the Nomad amps and stuff like that, I it's very important to me to use quality where it counts, uh, like in the speaker and the battery quality and and you know the the materials like the wood of the actual amp, and then to try and save money where it doesn't matter, you know, like on the feet or the gem light or you know like so, yeah. just kind of things where it's yeah just practicality in terms of well, decision making. That splice pedal, let's touch on that really quick, and then I, I want to get you talked about the practicality. There's a couple other things I want to touch on the, on the Nomad, but when we we're on the mm -hmm. splice, essentially, um, well, well, you explain it. It's your dang product, man. <laughs> Well, the splice is interesting because it started off as as a very simple. It's basically it takes a guitar and it mixes a mic signal into it, but it doesn't affect the guitar signal. So it's yeah. just splicing a microphone into your guitar signal into an amp. Uh, That's the yeah to be clear. into an amp or into a pedal if you want. You know, and yes. so when I when I would run mine, like my prototype version, I still have. Excuse me, I'd run. Uh, I didn't hit the mute fast enough. I'd run the. Uh, the mic and the guitar. So the guitar would go through, let's say, my vibrato, like the broadcast, a vibrato, and a tremolo. Then they'd meet at the splice, and then they'd both go through my reverb and my looper mm -hmm. so that I could beatbox loop or, or put reverb on my voice. And so, like, the splice was in the middle of my signal chain, and I would literally splice the mic into the signal chain at wherever I put that pedal. That's the first thing I did. I put a, I put a wah on it. I was like, I got to hear <laughs> what a wah sounds like on this. This is awesome. <laughs> You sounded like a violin. It sounded a little weird. I mean, not not great. I'm not gonna lie. Don't don't put a wad in front of me. Did you sound like the parents in Charlie Brown? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then, basically, from that basis, I just added again more features to make it more uh, versatile for yes, situations. Yes, but it's so, not it's not one of those pe those pedal devices where you're like. Oh cripes! I'm gonna need like a an online course to figure out how to do this. It's still really, really simple, but it has enough of, uh, options for it to be highly effective. Yeah, and that's kind of the point. Like, I don't, and that's when I talk to Dave because he always makes fun of me because when I first started, uh, we build pedals, and I didn't really know anything, so I'd always kind of turn to him and go, can we do this? Is is this possible? And I'd always say, how many more knobs can we add? How many more things can we alter? Mm -hmm. And then that fever is kind of broken. And now I'm going, okay, we got to find that middle ground of how much can we add and how much do we actually need? Right. And then find that sweet spot where it's like, oh, I have all the control I want, but I'm not wasting time mm -hmm. messing with things. And so I've had some great pedals that I really liked. I'm not going to name them because I ended up selling them because of that reason of there's too many knobs. 
mm-hmm. I'm playing and I don't have time to think of seven knobs on a tremolo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so with the splice, it's just you have the mic side and you want to EQ your mic, obviously. That's been a huge issue for me playing in the streets with random mics or whatever gear I'd end up with while I was traveling. Or Steve's or Chris's or... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just, you just, you you know, you want to you wanna be able to change the EQ of, of your microphone. And then uh, the guitar, I was like, well, I'm going to put in a little boost here. And then it was funny because I had it just on a little switch, like a toggle switch. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, why don't you foot switch that? I was like, oh, I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Because to me, it was a utility box, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just kind of there. Now it's also a guitar clean boost. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat where it's like you can use it as a dedicated clean boost. And it's a MOSFET boost, which are among my favorite. Um, they just have a really high input impedance and kind of make your your guitar sparkle no matter what the pickups mm-hmm. are. Just by the nature of it, I find them to be superior for a lot of applications. But... And it's about the size of a wallet. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. Like, I mean, it is. It's it's small. Um, I made it as small as I could. Uh, yeah, which is really cool because you know, anytime somebody's eating up board space for a quote unquote utility pedal, they're like, oh, darn, gone it. Yeah, and that's why I also made because I thought of that too. I made the jacks top and bottom, so you can just sit in which it's like real tight be, between two other pedals that are top mount. Yeah, and not lose a lot of space to the jacks. Very smart. Very smart. Yeah, so um, tried to fit as much as I could. One of the things that I was thinking of uh, was that on the outset, so like if I'm not a vocalist or if I'm not a lead vocalist or I'm not a busker or you know whatever you want to uh, you know a coffee house artist whatever you might be who says I need a guitar and a mic, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, I was like, this would be amazing for like um, backup or sound effect type vocals for specific kinds of music where you're not necessarily the lead, but you want to throw a fuzz on your vocals to make the song yeah. like, yep. oh, so Like cool. a secondary microphone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. why I was like, oh, crap. This like is like you could be doing stadiums and have your, your real PA mic and then tape to it your fuzz yep. mic and the fuzz mic goes through your pedal board. Exactly. Yeah, there's so much you can do. Somebody even suggested, he goes, oh, I know what that's for. And then he just says this use, and I was like, no, but thanks. Uh, <laughs> was just for recording an amp where you'd take your line out of your amp and go through the guitar side and then put a mic in front of the amp and then run that through the mic side. And basically you're blending line out and mic into one input kind of thing for recording, I thought was a kind of neat. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's so like it's, Inception. It's super handy, and and the the XLR side also has a quarter inch line level input on the middle of it, so you can, you know, like I was playing with a keyboard player and on a rooftop in Mexico, and so he plugged yeah, his keyboard into that side, and then uh, guitar on my side, and you know, because and again, like a lot of that is keeping those friends in mind, where it's like I have friends who that's how they make their living, and they can't afford a lot of gear, and they need their gear to really perform for them in those scenarios where you're kind of improvising a lot of time. Like I've seen some crazy setups in Mexico where, you know, they're just, they're doing what they can with what they got. And so I keep that in mind when I'm designing these things too. I've seen some crazy setups in Mexico that have nothing to do with music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, what a fantastic story you got going on there. Um, uh, And this splice pedal that we're talking about, I looked at that and I was like, huh, well, I've never seen this, which is really cool. <laughs> that's know? why I had to invent it. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, I needed it. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, you, one of the things that I was kind of captivated by in our discussion last night was you were talking about 
your 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 laser cutter and um the the materials that you're making your uh, your your chassis out of, uh, or I guess more correctly, the, cab- the cabinets. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, and the way, like at first, I was like, "Oh, that looks like one of those toys you get off of Amazon, where it's like, <laughs> oh, you make the Eiffel Tower out of like crappy wood that's been yeah. burned, and <laughs> that's not at all what it is." But instantly, I was like, "Holy crap! That thing's got to be." indestructible based on your, your construction design. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So when I first was going to make these amps, again, I was making them into suitcases. So that was a big challenge. Like how am I going to make a cabinet and make a bunch of these? So my first thought was, Oh, I'm just going to make, you know, box jointed uh, wooden boxes. And then I Googled it and I was like, okay, you use a table saw and it takes, you know, hours. (laughs) And then, so, uh, there's this there's music store in Vancouver Island called Arbutus Music. Uh, shout out to Richard because he's he's amazing and he's just kind of I've always stopped in with my hobo mobile and and just flown out of the back and been like, hey, I've I've got this stuff and this guitar I made and he'd just buy it off me or just help me out, give me weird stuff. And he goes, there's a makerspace nearby. Go check them out. Maybe you can you know build your cabs there. And when I did the tour, they go, here's a laser and, I, and my brain's because like, I look at the wood shop and it's like, wait a second, can that laser cut? plywood up to you know nine millimeters thick and they go yeah it should be able to and and sure enough i did some experiments and and i went okay laser's how i got to do this and so i ended up spending a whole bunch of like at the makerspace you have like a a pass a digital pass you can go anytime you want mm-hmm. so i would basically park my my truck with my little house i built on the back of it and go and laser <laughs> all night and then go crash in my truck wake up and laser again it just made all these boxes for the first run of the amp. You're Grizzly um, Adams. <laughs> with a laser. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and yes, yeah, so I did that for the first while. And then after a while, I went, okay, well, I can't be doing this. This isn't sustainable. I'm just waking up, baking in the sun and lasering and and getting assaulted by all these other makerspace guys who are vying for the laser to, to make. <laughs> I've only you know, got they 20 want, more to go. It's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were busy like etching comic book girls into pieces of plywood. I was like, you know, you can probably just print those out for what you're using them for. But anyway, uh, I was I ended up getting my own laser. I got I called my investor. I said, look, I need to get my own laser. Uh, I ended up going importing it myself and then sleeping in my truck at the shipyards to go pick it up myself and save some money. And it was kind of funny. What uh, model laser did you get? Oh, yeah. I don't honestly. I don't know. It's some someone from China. It's uh, I can send you the info if you want. They're pretty affordable. I think it ended up being like six six thousand landed Canadian. So I Ooh. think that's like five bucks US or something. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's super <laughs> handy. I ended up getting the deeper one, so I can actually uh, like raise and lower the bed. I can do up to like three feet by two feet, basically. So I can cut out guitar temp body templates and stuff. Wow. That is awesome. Is it I like mean, a, a 60 watt, 50 watt? 100. Oh, 100. Wow. It's a 100 watts. 100 uh, water. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. You got to, there's, it's gas powered. Uh, you pull the, the rip cord on the back. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's great. It's a, I think it's a 100 watt CO2 laser and it's super cool. And I'm pretty good at, at the computer drawing aspect of things like Photoshop and vectors and things. So I can whip up stuff really easy. And so it's honestly, it's quicker for me to go sit down and draw up and laser a jig than it is to go draw it on a piece of wood with a pencil and cut it out with a, a jigsaw like it. And, and it's more You're precise. Elon Musk. Uh, yeah. In a, in a very small, poor way. Yep. Same guy. 
That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I do use the same uh, battery cells as he does in his Teslas in my amps. I use the 18560s or 18650s, the lithium cells. Oh, my goodness. So, but uh, now you're flexing. Hair. He has a better haircut. I'll give him that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up designing these boxes with the laser and they, I cut them out. And then I kind of hammer and glue them together, and then uh, Tolex and all that stuff. But it's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a neat process. It saves me some effort, and it makes them very precise. All the screw holes for like mounting the baffle and and mounting the chassis are all perfectly aligned after several tries. I've, I did a couple runs that didn't align. So, but now that's the thing is that's what I'm learning is how do I how do I get better at this process? So for all the nomads that I had made, I had a hundred circuit boards made all at once. And there was like five errors. So for each circuit board I send out, I have to sit there and change five SMD parts with a you know magnifying glass. And I have to change a couple drill holes on the chassis I had made. And so now the next time I do a run, everything will be perfect. But that's been a learning curve. It's like I had to do these big orders to save money. But then, you know, you, you can't really prototype on some of those levels. Or I, I did prototype a lot of things. And then even after like five prototype variations, I'm going, oh, we've there's this thing I didn't notice. And that's the hard part because I'm building stuff for people who really like their sound, really care about their sound. And so I'll get feedback and I'll go, hey, this is a little dark. And I go, damn it. I've been listening to this amp right next to my ear for months and I've gone deaf. So it's good to get that feedback and then go, okay, back to the drawing board. Thomas Edison, everybody. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I did I just, appreciate I that it's got store. one giant googly eye on your laser. That's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, the other one fell off. He's a little he's getting <laughs> a little drunk. But uh but yeah, it just it's something to keep me busy. And I've been in this before lockdown. Uh I was just in the middle of nowhere and I have all this stuff. And uh and one thing I guess that does help is I kinda I stopped most of my vices a long time ago. I don't drink, I don't uh, I don't smoke anything anymore. Um, and so I kind of just have a clear mind and, you know, dating's not a thing right now. So basically all I can do is just build stuff and it kind of works out. Very good. Nice. Canadian forced gum. <laughs> You're trying to find that, that box. You're like, he's like, okay, look, if you took Forrest Gump and Edison, you had them do it. Batman. This guy. Oh, well, you know, no, Batman was rich. Batman was like a rich Trust yeah, fund he had guy with anger issues yeah. who yeah. beat up. You're nothing people. like Batman. No. <laughs> oh boy. No, it's, yeah, it's it's been. I thought I was going to be rich by now. That's not how it works. No. I'm, I'm still hoping like <laughs> some some big like fender will call me and be like, "We're buying your company." I'd be like, "Thank you. I just want to go sit on the beach again." Yeah. Jeez. Well, it, it it maybe Elon Musk will buy it. He yeah. could. He could if you know his his son X Y Z Theta. Decides to take up guitar, maybe he'll be like, "Yeah, sure." Man, well, dude, you uh, you are a pretty amazing fella. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta say, and uh, uh, thanks, a good guy to talk to as well. And I'm glad you're out there doing your thing, making your thing, and um, we are all reaping the benefits of your fantasy life. Goodness sakes! <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you guys are here too, like doing that same thing. I mean. I'm not, you know, I'm not alone in this. We're there's so many of us that just love, love guitar, and they love 
what it brings to us and how how it makes us feel and and sharing with people like that's my favorite is is like connecting with people through music mm-hmm. uh, and and you know without that I don't think any of us would be doing this mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what it's all about is is having us and it's great that you guys have this show I'm super glad that it exists uh, I was listening to one with with Jesse too and it's just it's just so fun to just kind of listen to the people that are like you doing similar stuff or, or similar interests and you're just like yeah, yeah that's that's so neat that that's out there, right? Exactly. And and I hope truly, and and I know that Jared and Tony share this because we talk about this all the time, that if there is just a, a shred, a pebble of inspiration that gets dropped on the floor through the microphone, through your headphones listening out there um, to be motivated to just do the thing you're thinking of. You know? Yeah. If you're a homeless guy living in a truck... <laughs> By the river, (laughs) you want to start making pedals that dispense brownies, you can do it. That's right. (laughs) Fantastic. Just got to get on the right track. Well, and you need a laser cutter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't, I have, I had no clue. All I knew was my parents just always told me, you know, you can do anything you might, you you set your mind to. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to be a hobo. And I'm like, that's not what we meant. But, (laughs) But the point is, I didn't have, I didn't go to any schooling for this. I don't, you know, I don't have any background in this and I had no idea what I was doing. And it was just that belief of going, I guess I'm going to have to find a way. And, you know, you just figure it out. And now I'm where I am now and hopefully we'll continue to to grow. But I think, yeah, it's definitely possible for anybody who goes, I want to, you know, achieve something. It's definitely possible because I mean, look how far I've gotten. And it's it, just yeah. kind of, you know, from asking around and and knowing great people as well is a big thing. Like don't underestimate having good people around reaching out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I, you know, I would even venture to say that yes, a belief in yourself is great, but I think maybe more important, something I think you've shared is that you didn't let yourself get in the way of yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that's probably really poorly worded, but hopefully you all know what I mean. <laughs> what I mean, I think is one of the hardest things for us to do is that, you know, we're, we kind of have sp- split person out. We have, we have two people inside of us, the person that says you can, and the person that says you can't. And yeah. more often than not, the person that says you can gets really excited, but the person that says you can't tends to jump out in front and hold up their hands and say, eh, no, come on. Yeah. Fear. Or, yeah, or fear, your, whatever you want to call it. Your fear getting your way. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, well, that's the thing is fear of failure or fear of embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Uh, all of those things. And I think I don't know. I think there's definitely a couple mentalities you could have, but the one of, you know, people who find solutions or people who find problems. Mm-hmm. And if you're finding problems, it's because you're afraid of of trying and having it not work. But I'm super lucky in the sense that because I started where I did, I went. That was the reason I became a hobo, if you will. I know you asked me to use that word as much as possible. I think did I, I get did. Like a ro- I did. I actually did. Every time I use it. <laughs> but but the reasoning for me doing that was. I want to challenge myself. And when I say things are too easy, it's not I'm too good at this. It's there's not enough challenge and I can't find out how good I am at stuff if you know I'm not tested. I think that's a young person's uh, necessity is to test themselves at some point and go, you know, what can I do? What can I accomplish or survive or, or handle? And so I was lucky that I came from that background of going, okay, I'm going to challenge myself as much as possible. I'm going to not know where I'm going to eat, not know where I'm going to sleep, be in a strange place. How do I get through this? And I ended up getting really good at it in Canada and then going to Mexico and then be like, I don't speak the language. I don't have any money. How am I going to do this? I ended up 
you know, learning Spanish, making friends. And, and then I went, okay, so there's always a way there's always. And so I kind of had that training to get me to that point of like, there's always a way to do it. So when this guy goes, here's some money, start a business. And I go, oh crap. Well, you know, just one step at a time, mm-hmm. just start calling place and go, where do I get speakers? You know, Google stuff. I don't know. But because I had that, I was lucky that I had that mindset of this is a challenge. I need to find solutions rather than this is a challenge. I need to like hide from it. You are evil Knievel without the cool suit. (laughs) (laughs) And I only say that half kidding because think about this evil evil Knievel mentality. He didn't say, how am I going to land? He said, how far can I go? Mm -hmm. That's cool. I do do think about the landing though, to be fair. I do say, (laughs) how far can I go? But you do want to have a bit of a landing. Well, you just have to watch one person do that once. And you're like, well, you clearly didn't think about the landing there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. well right on to make sure you keep us posted on all the cool new things that you're coming up with will you uh yeah i think the brownie thing is a little far down down the line but i'm working actually so now because i don't know if i should i'm gonna i'm gonna make an announcement on your show for the first time ever what i'm i'm working on something right now that's pretty cool uh because of this compressor obsession that we've been on, I'm trying to make a compressor pedal that's also kind of like a mini studio compressor. Ooh. So it's like a pocket studio compressor. So it's not, and again, like it's not for those guys who have studios and have thousands of dollars a gear. It's kind of for those people who are kind of in between and go, okay, I want to record at home or I want to record live or whatever. I want it to sound as good as possible, but I don't want to spend thousands of dollars on gear. So it's kind of like a, uh, a pedal that has, um, XLR in and out, but also quarter inch in and out. And if you turn it one way, it's vertical top mount jacks guitar compressor pedal and turn it sideways, then it's kind of mic through compressor, DI, oh fan power, all kinds of stuff. So I'm trying to jam as much in there again as possible without being overwhelming. So it has a few of the compressor controls like uh, ratio and release and stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's going to be, so that like, let's say you're just, you know, a live show somewhere and you want to get a nice little live recording you just run your mic through this thing or that's you know, brilliant well yeah it's, it's a it's a thanks but i mean uh i say yeah i'm not saying i'm brilliant but i think the, the, the thing right like i guess i'm it's it's outside of me but that idea is just again like i think of a scenario where you need something and then how do you solve that hmm. and that would be kind of the, the thing so you can use it as a guitar compressor which would be nice but also let's say you know you're at home and because that's what that's what stopped me, I think, from recording uh, at home. Other than you know a pile of excuses, is compression makes makes all your recordings sound so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just go right into your interface and you're like, I that's exactly how I sound. I don't want to make an album. <laughs> but you, you compress it, and you mm-hmm. go, oh, it starts to glue things together. And for me, as soon as I got a nice compressor and and played with it, I go, oh, now I want to record. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's just something that's um it's in prototype stage right now. So it's maybe in the next six months should be flying out. Awesome. Well, we'll keep us posted, and we'll we'll stay on the lookout as well. Um, I did want to just mention really quick. Uh, there's a couple bullet points that I think is worth. You know, we we kind of glazed over this awesome amp of yours, but it, it's um I just want to call out how it's super lightweight. How how heavy? I think it's about twelve pounds. I had some. Uh, thanks for bringing that back. I completely, I'm terrible at business, <laughs> but uh, I had some some speakers custom made at the Jensen factory in Italy that are neodymium, 
so they're like a third of the weight of the ceramic speakers, and they sound just as good. They're a little bit different voiced. I think there's a little less bass. They're more they're more clear. Um, I really like them, but mm -hmm. they're super light. Like they're incredibly light, um, and they're yeah, they're just amazing speakers. Like the the Jensen Black Tornado Jet Jeez. something something. Jared, yeah. hey Jared, I Italian, but I'm right here. What is how does that, how is that pronounced in Italian? Neodymium. <laughs> Neodymium. Okay. There it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> uh, oh, and man. then there's also, uh, you have, uh, I think it's like 10 hours on a single charge. Is that well, so there, correct? So there are 10 amp. This is kind of the, the, the question I try and avoid, but they're 10 amp hour battery, but that doesn't necessarily translate to actual time. That's like if you're running one amp per whatever, it's, it's just like a battery mm. calculation. Okay. But suffice to say they last a really, really long time. Like I've, I've been playing mine occasionally. I charge it every like week and a half. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so they, and I mean, if you were like playing it all the time, you probably charge it every two days. Right. Uh, so that was the point is like, if you're on the road, you're not going to find a charger every day. So you're not going to have to worry about it. Like, oh, this is going to work in my gig. It'll work. Nah, no, you're good. Um, yeah. that, so that's the thing is like, people go, oh, cool, a battery amp. It's for busking. And I go, no, this is designed to be your everything amp. And I've had a few people write me and go this i use this for everything you know because it should be good for stage recording yeah. how much are they bedroom playing um like they're great it's 50 watts i mean like it bumps it's small but it, it really pushes out the sound and then i tried again to have as many features as i could um the one thing with it is uh in terms of like uh like thinking of my friends again like who are in these scenarios is i feel like the mic input and the reverb aren't my best work like they're they're very passable they they sound decent but they're almost courtesy um mic mm. and reverb because i don't use them i use my splice and i use my own reverb pedal uh because i put them in different places in the chain can you but get somebody, it without it uh no that's the thing is i kind of had to design gotcha. i just threw them in like they're not an extra charge really like they're just kind of a courtesy hey if you're in a scenario where you just have this amp mm -hmm. and you need reverb and you need your mic through it too they're there they're cool. not going to be the best but they work and they they do a great job. I'm yeah. still kind of working it out, and that's the process of like the next iteration uh, will have a maybe a better sounding mic. It sounds it sounds very good, but in terms of like I'm you know the tone quest, you're never done improving it, right? Uh, and the reverb sounds decent as well. But I mean, you're not buying it because of the reverb. I thought about no. putting tanks, but again, the cost goes up, the weight goes up. Yeah. So it was it was mainly just like here's a box that makes your stuff louder. And use your pedal board. And that's why it has the pedal power out. And it has like, I think it has up to three amps of nine volt power. So you can you can run a huge pedal board. Wow. What yeah, is uh what is what will this um cost the uh guitar player who's looking for something like this? Um so right now I'm only I only have the neodymium ones because again, I'm a small operation. So to get more ceramic speakers, I'd have to order like a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm not doing those right now. And oh, yeah, I'm. I'm. They're kind of sold out. That was a run I did from Warehouse Speaker. They're great speakers. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Um. They were a bit. They're quite heavy though, because I mean, like the ceramic magnet. But that's what makes their speakers great. Is they have really chunky. Yeah. Magnets. I still use their speakers in the Rambler and the smaller amp because they're amazing eight inch speakers. Gotcha. But, gotcha. But I'm doing the neodymiums because I literally bought like a uh, hundred of them, and so I have to actually sell a bunch of amps before I can restock on speakers. Um, because you have to buy like a huge lot of them. Wow. Um, but so right now the the neodymium ones are going for I believe five eighty nine Canadian, 
but I'm going to be doing a sale soon, I think, for spring. I'm going to be announcing that for just knocking a bunch of money off of those to to try and get some moving as well because, I mean, January is super rough and so is COVID. So small businesses everywhere, I think, are having a hard time. Wow. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to try and just put a sale on those. I have my my brother's coming out. He's going to help me make a bunch more boxes because there's, I mean, it's a lot of work to make them and I do every single step. So I drive to the hardware store and buy the plywood. I saw it into chunks, throw it in the laser, glue it together, round the corners, Tolex, and every every, every single thing. Like I wrap the uh, the speaker grills and you know glue the logos on it. Everything about it, uh, I do myself. So I only have so much energy. And now I've launched the splice, so I'm making all of those. I'm doing some custom work on the side. So. And what is the splice? What, what it, for those anybody who's listening is like, cool, how much is it? Where do I get oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the everything's on my website, templodevices.com. And the splice is uh 99 US. Jeez. Yeah. So 130 <laughs> Canadian. And uh I try to, yeah, I just try to make them affordable. And then the uh, yeah, the nomads are 589 Canadian. I think that's like four something, 430. Oh, I want to say goodness. US, but um I try to keep them reasonable. Um my profit's not huge. But I want them to be accessible is the thing. I want people right. to be able to get them. And some people, uh, like I saw, I stopped reading reviews on YouTube, but uh, or like people's comments on YouTube. But a lot of people are like, oh, that's super expensive. And I was like, man, there's there's pedals out there that are the same price as the same. They're more. And yeah, and and the point is, like, I try to make it as affordable as possible, as accessible as possible. And you, it's not a novelty. It's not a toy. Like, you buy this and you can use it everywhere. Like, I don't, I don't really use uh, wall warts anymore. If I power my pedals, it's off my amp because it's so handy. It's right there, and I can just carry it across the room if I want. That's crazy, right? So everywhere I go, I just use my stuff. It's and it's not like, oh, I'm trying to represent my company. It's like literally, I made this because I need it, and it's super handy. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, all right man well yeah. this has been super duper fun we're gonna have to have you back on when you when you got yeah. some more stuff cooking and uh we can we can dig in even further um yeah well thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely we got a couple things to do on our way out here um jared oh yeah well this is the time in the show where i uh Bless everybody's ears with a little bit of would you rather. All right. Nice vibrato. Yeah, that was sweet. (laughs) All right. So you're walking down the street and you see two men hoisting a piano from the street (laughs) to a fifth floor window. You know, you always see that. And then you Always. see, a, yeah, right? Then you see a guy walking down the street, perilously <laughs> unaware of the intimate danger looming above him because he was scraping the last gummy bear out of his frozen yogurt. I mean, duh. <laughs> so you save his life because you know you see the the rope snap and you push the man out of the way. Oh man, this is harrowing. Exactly. It's mm. Tom Murphy. Like, Wait, what's the Tom, Tom Murphy? The Tom Murphy, the guy that does the this awesome finishing at the Gibson Custom Shop, and I hear he's actually um, doing some stuff with the Custom Shop, teaching them some new uh, things over there. Gibson, by the way, and he, he says thank you, and as a reward, he's going to paint a new Custom Shop guitar for you. So. You only have two choices, though, because this is Would You Rather, you know. 
So would you rather have it done in aged pale him blue, which is actually um, an aged pale him blue uh, because lacquer turns yellow after so many years. So what does that do to the blue? It kind of gives it a green hue, right? Yep. So it's a nice green hue-ish with, you know, the crazing from the lacquer cracking over the year, which is really cool. Or an aged gold top. And I don't know about you, but one of my favorite aged finishes ever in the history of aging old guitars is gold, is the old Gibson gold. Because it somehow this weird what what is it tony that makes the green you see some sort of like greeniness yeah it ages into the gold that's the brass i think that's yeah the brass and bronze and then it it basically oxidizes so it's oxidation yep i mean it's just gorgeous it's it's there's nothing that ages like those two finishes. I mean, those are the two best and coolest finishes after they're aged, in my opinion. So, are you going to go with the uh, aged Pelham blue or the aged gold? Mm. A or B? I'm more concerned about the piano. Did it smash into thousands of pieces? I don't care. <laughs> it was aged gold, too. So, aged Pelham blue or <laughs> aged gold yeah did we say what guitar it's going on uh, it's, it's like going a on a, a custom uh custom shop les paul i believe is that what you said les paul, yeah now tom murphy is is famous for his bursts is that correct yes he is yes in his aged finishes his age finish. his aged finish okay yes 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 I remember um, when we had uh, mythos pedals zach on yeah, zach Broyles. yeah he he was getting one done by tom murphy yeah. Um, okay. Wow. This is, uh, is very fortunate that, uh, you saved his life and, and what a, what a treat to have such a guitar made for yourself. Um, very lucky. Yes, indeed. So mm-hmm. it sounds like what we're doing here is, uh, we've, we've had a, uh, a, a, we've, we've consulted the committee, the would you rather <laughs> committee? And we've, uh, we've made a, an adjustment here behind mm-hmm. the scenes. You now have the option of it's a Pelham Blue SG. Mm. How many pickups? Custom shop. <laughs> three, baby. Three, three pickup SG. And, and you can turn the middle one off if you want. Yeah. How or about, does, it, does it have a vibrola? Shut it. Or <laughs> sideways. If you if you want. Or what or the gold top Les Paul, right? Jared, mm-hmm. is that what we're deciding? Yes. Ooh. Is that with is that with P90s or with humbuckers? <laughs> P90s. Yes. Would you say this to him in the street? Like, you just saved his life. He's like, I'll give you a gift. And I'm like, eh, what kind of pickups are in it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he's like, ah, there's a discerning man if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I'm going to give him both. Yes. Oh, God. And it makes him like you more. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Pelham Blue finishes. And I, I'm, I'm fond of SGs, but I think I am going to have to go with uh, the Les Paul with the cracky, crazed, greeny finish on a gold top. Oh, to man. me, that is kind of the, the, the quintessential Murphy aged 
finish. Yeah, that's that's hard to beat. That's what I'm going with. Me well, too. What? Yeah. After all that? <laughs> I know it's, it's after so the committee old. meeting. I have one. So I have We one. had our translators from the from the United Nations weighing in, sorting this out. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I've had a Pelham I've had a Pelham Blue SG done and with the age and all that. And it just it just it's awesome, but it just doesn't beat the H gold with the the green. Yeah. You know, it just ah it's it's a step below in my book. Nothing beats the the age gold like when it's ugly, you know. It, yep. it, nothing beats it, but Pelham Blue would be my next choice, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm still going with the Les Paul because uh, how many times have you? Well, I mean, we we did that basically because nobody's ever seen a Pelham Blue Les Paul. I've never seen one. No, you wouldn't want to see. Well, one. they did the Epiphone in that. Okay. Yeah, they they did a run. A, a, there was like a Pelham Blue run, like maybe ten years ago. That I, I think recall. everybody's hiding them in their closet. It might be. <laughs> I'm I'm almost a hundred percent certain that that was made. I, I believe you. Yeah. Can I just point out that in this fantasy world that you live in, in your own fantasy, instead of getting an actual vintage guitar, this guy's just going to give you a reproduction. I feel you know, like it's Tom Murphy. Wouldn't yeah, but wouldn't Tom Murphy be like, "You saved my life." I actually have a real gold top Les Paul and a Pelham Blue SG. Which one do you want? Or you'd be like, "No, nah, nah, I want you to just make me a." a See, I don't, I don't think he would be that nice. I wouldn't. <laughs> he doesn't value his <laughs> big life. deal. You push me out of the way of a of a piano. Well, then you I, throw the piano back on him. <laughs> you know what? You're ungrateful. Yeah, I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> now you owe me a guitar. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Scott, what are you doing? Well, if it was a melody maker, I would go for that in the blue. <laughs> there we, we can't go. reconvene the committee. They're, yeah. They've gone to the Italian Riviera. We can't then get I'll them back. The guy, I'll Let tell the guy, back. you know, that was pro bono. I saved your life, and you can just keep your shiny things. Yeah, because <laughs> I only like melody makers. I mean, the melody maker, the body is an SG. Not all. No, of them. Uh, no, no, not all of them. No, it's not. not we did a whole episode on that. It's got a little right. thing that says "Melody Maker" right on it. You can't. That's not. I'm, right. I'm sorry. You're right. They yeah. they have two different styles. You're right. Three different styles. Three like the flower. single cutaway Melody Maker. The single cutaway. Single cutaway. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 But I imagine. Lord. I imagine if I was a blind guy, I'd say to him, "Ah, eh, just give me one or the other." Because they okay. they both sound good. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, look, I'm going for the gold Les Paul. Duh. It's not even. It's not even a contest. First of all, I can't stand SGs. I do love your uh, double cut Pelham Blue um, Les Paul special, Jared. That's what made me want one of those. Oh my god, I forgot I had that. Yeah. Oh, if you god. ever decide to get rid of that, my my black one needs a needs a brother. So no, I um, like that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, for sure. The gold top, Les Paul, all the way. Absolutely. So Nice. Well, Todd, I would like to thank some very special people. These are our executive producers. That's now, right. You might be wondering, what's an executive, bleh, executive producer? I can't even say it. That's how excited I am. How do I become one? Well, it's very simple. 
go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Uh, there are an incredible bevy of fun filled thank you gifts, things like barefoot buttons and stickers and keychains and picks and t-shirts and all the good stuff. But as an executive producer, you get all the great stuff. And there's one more thing. And Jared, what is that? To have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. So that's right. Special thanks to these executive producers. Mr. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Sinchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Williams, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, David Rando, Douglas King, Gary Cooper, Rob Saxby, and Elad Mizrahi. Mm-hmm. Mm. But wait, uh, uh, there's more. There are a few more people we have to thank. These, they're important. They're, they're our grand poobas. This is the penthouse suite executives of executive producers. That's right. So special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. S. Tommy Manasco, Mark Garten, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, and Tyler Rines. Thank you, each and every one of you. We really appreciate it. We love you. Thank you so very much. Um, All right. We're going to, first of all, Templo Devices. Is that just templodevices.com? Where can people get your stuff, Scott? Templodevices.com. I mainly do most things through Instagram. It's just like super easy. It's a very visual medium. So Templodevices on Instagram and templodevices.com. T-E-M-P-L-O devices.com. Awesome. Uh, Tony Balonsky, where, where, uh, what about you? Probably the easiest to go over to pickguardian.com, check out some of the things I have available for online purchase. But by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email, let me know what you need. Colors, pickups, all the fun stuff. I will take very good care of you and give you something you're going to love. Great. Yay! Jared, about yourself? You can go to brandonwalmpickups.com. Check out all the different pickups uh, we make. We do things mostly custom like Tony Baloney too. So if there's something specific, just get a hold of us. Um, Jared at brandonwalmpickups.com or message me and then I'll tell you to email me so I don't ever lose the information that you messaged me with. And, uh, and you, we you do rewinds. your pedals at dealers too, right? Isn't that right? That's right. Pedals? Yeah. I'm sorry, not pedals. Uh, pickups. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, there's... There's some of that in the works. I okay. mean, there's, yeah. All right. So. Cool. Uh, you can send me a D, uh, an, an email, Todd at the guitar knobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitar knobs. And I always share out the uh, stuff we get with uh, my two chums 
on either side of me here, Tony and Jared. That's right. Uh, and we'd be happy to answer you know any questions that we can. Um, and we would love to hear your would you rather's. Send them in, people. Uh, thank you so much to Scott from Templo Devices for sharing his amazing story. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And for making awesome stuff for us all to enjoy. Everybody have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe! Yeah. Don't pinch it off, it hurts. <laughs> I rock the Miyazzi and then play some Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I'm terrible. All right, you clowns. Periodously, well, unaware. And then Tony's number two. <laughs> yes, number two. I've been, I've been called worse by better. <laughs> All right, so we've set the comedy bar for this episode. Yes. It's, oh, right. it's low. It's, <laughs> it's real low. <laughs> Perilous. Test. Oh, dear God. Jeez. Are you Jared? Test. Turn down your input, man. <laughs> Is he in the bathroom? I, I thought know. it sounded That's like the, I thought I heard water running. Test. God, I don't know. Tony. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Perilously. It's silly, and I like it. Good. Jeez. Yeah, anyway, what did I just walk into? <laughs> you know. No, I'd, I'd rather not know. Actually, I think okay. the no context okay. gives me a. <laughs> I have this opinion of you that is not going away. Okay, now. perfect. <laughs> per precariously, I'm um, the worst. I know. No, you're the best. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time